to the Food Coma Podcast, Episode 2. On each episode, there's a basic food theme chosen for the fact that almost everyone has an opinion on it, and in some cases, such a strong opinion that disagreeing on them could lead to fisticuffs. And on that note, we present sandwiches. Uh, My guest for Episode 2 is Ryan Peters, better known as the hip-hop artist Spose. Uh, he is pretty much the jack of all trades. Everything from I mean, how many albums do you have? Ten. Yeah, ten Ish. albums. Uh, Forty-two podcast episodes. The hey. Spose podcast. Yeah. Uh, a children's book. Um, Pinecone Pete is not impressed, which is that yeah. comes out of the blue. I don't know where the, that came from. And also, still finds time to work with his new, uh, the, the P-Dank Farms, so you got a kind of a weed operation. Yeah, yeah going got a on weed well. operation. Uh, go follow us, P-Dank Farms. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Joe. No, you know, I couldn't, I just was, was jealous that you posted a fan that actually got a, a face tattoo of something, you know, that you, of, of your album title. Yeah, and yeah. shout out fault. to that dude who just got my album title, We All Got Lost Along His Hairline. And I literally, I was telling you, I was literally just cackling. It was the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. So yeah, you're on your way soon. I know. Well, I'm, you know, I'm saving all my facial real estate for you. Uh, I'll get a Joe Riccio <laughs> tattoo on my face. That, that would be the ultimate show of solidarity. I guess food coma would be more. <laughs> we could, just under my mouth. <laughs> I'll get the Pete Ank logo, and you <laughs> can get the, the okay. food coma logo. Fair trade. Uh, so I can only imagine you're very excited to discuss sandwiches. I know you would express interest in um, actually eating sandwiches on the yeah, show. Yeah, but you told me you weren't providing them, so I did go to Panera Bread. That's right, because you wanted to make sure you remind yourself what a sandwich was like before you got here. I was just thinking, you know, the, the soothing noise of of mayo being spread on Wonder mm-hmm. Bread could be nice, but the chewing noises. Maybe ASMR food coma. Do you know what that is? I don't. ASMR is like audio sensory memory robocall or something in your head where basically it's like they speak really quietly and they activate the sensors that make your brain tingly, tingly, tingly. Go on YouTube, search ASMR. Sounds like we should do the whole show. So it'd be like if you and me just sat here and chewed. (laughs) That's what it is. It seems like it's, it's it's a mundane topic and and there's a, I don't know if you've seen the movie on Netflix, um, A Stupid and Futile Gesture, or A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Um, it's about Doug Kenny, who created National Lampoon. So it's an actual, like, doc, oh, you know, cool. it's a portrayal of him, and he's played by Will Forte. But the point of me bringing it up is that at one point he's, like, upset with this one company he's pitching to publish the magazine, and because they won't do it. And so he has this, like, second pitch he gives them, and he's messing with them. Where he's like, I have an idea, it's amazing, it's, you know, Modern Sandwich Magazine. A monthly magazine devoted to sandwiches and the sandwich lifestyle. Because, you know, it's the one thing everybody has an opinion on. And so, back then it seemed ridiculous enough to, like, basically be an insult to pitch this. But I'm pretty sure that magazine has existed, like, four times over. I'm sure there's, like, five sandwich magazines. Yeah, you could devote, like, certain parts just to, like, sandwich pickles or mayo. Oh, shout out to Amato's Sandwich Pickles. (sighs) If we're, I mean, if we're talking sandwich pickles. I, if you want to go right into talking about Amato's. Yeah, let's go right there. Yeah, I mean, we are in Maine. You know, it's um, the real Italian. Yeah, if you've, I, don't, I was going to say, if you've never heard of Amato's, I don't think we need to, if you've never <laughs> we had. We really need to play it out. So, yeah, yeah. So, Amato's 
it's just an Italian sandwich shop, pizza place, you know, that has chains all throughout Maine, right? It's not in New Hampshire. Uh, they, there's one. I know there's one in Portsmouth. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's a Maine-ish thing, yeah. and uh, but their pickles, man, are just fucking bomb. You can buy them separate, yeah. just the pickles. And you can also buy their their quote unquote sandwich oil, Ooh. which I don't. I'm sure is a, a canola oil, olive oil blend. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part of Amato's is the bread, like the pillowy, just like almost chewy. Soft bread. Uh, my favorite thing about Amato's is they used to have them in gas stations. So, like, there would be Irving slash Amato's. And you'd go in and they'd have it all ready. So when you're a high 18-year-old rolling into Wells Irving, you could get the Pazzo bread with the cheese mm-hmm. or the pizza or the whatever pre-made sandwich. But the bread is bomb. Pazzo, that's Italian for crazy. Is cr- it? Crazy bread. Crazy bread. bread. so bread. I never, I never knew. I thought it meant, I just assumed it meant like cheesy bread. The last episode we did uh, with uh, Arlen Smith yep. from Eventide. Really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, it was breakfast. So I, I think it's the most enjoyable to discuss sort of the crimes against sandwiches. You know, the things that really get you riled up. Um, for me, one of the most egregious things is, is using uh, focaccia as bread on a sandwich. I just hate that. I mean, usually I like things that came from the 90s, mm. but in this case, it's just like, nope, that should have stayed in the 90s with the sun-dried tomatoes and the asparagus on omelets and, and all that. Uh, it's it's not even, it's like, the bread shouldn't be thicker than the the, the sandwich, the sandwich. Itself. Yeah, I will say, I, I approach, as a kid of the 90s, approach focaccia bread as, like, rich people bread. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is so much better than... Yeah. So if I was at a place in the 90s and they had focaccia bread, I'm like, so much better than half the kids at school already, just eating that. And you're right. I just <laughs> I just associate... It's like, I don't really don't think I enjoy it that much. No. I just... That's like... It was snobby back in the day. Especially right? when you, like... Run into these like landmines of like overcooked cherry tomatoes in them and stuff like focaccia. I mean, focaccia can be delicious on its own, but I treat it more like a. Like, <laughs> I, could, I could go with focaccia as pozzo bread. We'll put it that way. There's a reason that I didn't feel the need to discuss lobster rolls with you. Oh. As is because I know you don't like lobster, and I know that because. Uh, when we did a sh- one of my shows together back in 2013, the Off the Wagon show, uh, you came down to Somerville. And wow, I don't remember that at all. But now that you say it, I do. I was so drunk. I yes, was you wasted. were. Uh, <laughs> and that was when I was like, that, but that was my fault because I like poured wine down your throat at the restaurant prior yes, to that. Yes, you did. And you didn't learn from the first time you did food coma that. You don't need to keep up. <laughs> yeah, I was it's trying okay. to keep up. I'm like, oh, yeah. Joe's getting wasted. Joe, Joe doesn't get wasted though. Like, you, just, yeah. you can you can operate at that level. And I'm a like, seasoned professional wow. uh, uh, in this, but I'm saying at the same time, you could you know smoke me under the table. Uh, so we at the, we ended up at this bar at the very end where they do it's like twin lobsters as like bar snacks, and they're like thirteen dollars for two lobsters. I vaguely remember this. And yeah. so, but it was like this old school bar. Uh, I think it was called the. Like the Vanderbilt or the Randolph, something. I don't know. It was in Somerville. But you went on this really long tangent about how you don't like lobster. And you were like, just tell me. You're like, I don't understand. Like, explain it to me. Like, why do people like it? And then you proceeded to interact with a lot of the locals. This is all coming back to yeah. the and, most uh, shameful And I know, I know it didn't go well because uh, like, a, like a week and a half later – 
the director, uh, Chris, went back with one of the cameramen, Sean, and they wanted to shoot some some B-roll in there. Mm-hmm. And some they of would the, not let them. Well, no, some of the older patrons at the bar, uh, <laughs> while they're in there, they're asking them what they're doing. They remembered it, but they thought that you were the host of the show, not me. <laughs> and they were like, he owes this town an apology. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, the, you know, the old so timers. That's embarrassing. Yeah, that's amazing. That's so embarrassing. Because Chris was like, did you say anything to anybody? And I'm like, well, that was the thing, is I probably got quiet at that point and just had my Jameson and my lobster in the, in the corner. And I'm, like, drunk yelling <laughs> about, like, lobster sucks, yeah. this place is weird. Yeah, you went outside with one of them at one point. I'm like, that's not going to uh, be good. Whatever's going on out there. Wow. I just want to, yeah, I hope I never, I'm never going to look that up. <laughs> well, it's um, good. We, we anyways, make it look good. Yeah, lobster sucks even yeah. when I'm not drunk. Like, fuck lobster. I yeah. don't, I don't, I would, I'm sure I said this in my drunk stupor, I would rather have any other meat, almost. Yeah, I agree. I like crab better than lobster, personally. Same. I, there are scenarios where I like lobster. I like lobster bisque. I like yeah. lobster flavored stuff. I like lobster ravioli. I like, you know, that type of stuff. But cold lobster meat with mayonnaise on it? I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, that's the worst idea for a meal I've heard in a while. I've ever heard on paper and then you eat it still sucks. Well, that's my about, opinion. How do you feel about like tuna salad and chicken salad? Love them. But that's cold meat. The consistency is 100% different, though. You never know what the hell you're going to get when you bite into a lobster roll. It's like, oh, is this the chewy, is this the claw or the tit? It's like two entirely different textures. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's like Russian roulette of textures, of and you're playing roulette with, like, is this lot? Like, I, I worked at a place, at, you know, right off the ocean, and some of our lobster meat's like a week old. I cut that shit a week ago. Because you just, so it's like... Yeah. No, no way. Well, you're talking to a guy that used to actually like kind of like to eat the um, Subway seafood and crab uh, wow. <laughs> sandwich. I love that like imitation crab meat, like seafood salad. I think it's delicious. But I also like <laughs> lobster rolls, but it's just like, you, you know. You a McDonald's lobster roll? No, but I've always understood that they exist yeah. along with the shamrock shake. It's like one of those mythical things that. I hope around. lobster rolls at McDonald's don't exist outside of New England. They don't. Uh, but then there's things like in Chicago when I lived there, they have like bratwurst like certain times of year. They have these different okay. regional yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, region. And we talked about McDonald's in the last one. We wasn't talking about McDonald's. I, I, well, okay. So I listened to your last episode, which I really enjoyed, and I'm completely not qualified after your first guest on here to discuss food but i loved that the conversation immediately went to mcdonald's and not only mcdonald's but breakfast sandwiches which is our current episode yes so i feel like if we're going to talk sandwiches we got to go to breakfast because one of my I, i swear if i ever run for office this is like a part of my platform breakfast sandwiches need condiments like I just feel like this is such an oversight well, by that's society. Why, that's why, if you notice in that episode, we discussed the um, Palestiner in Bitterford a lot. And they put mayo on their breakfast sandwich. They do like a baked egg square with like pickled jalapenos in it. Ooh. And then it has mayo along with the meat. See, that's elite. That's elite. But it, I'm talking awesome. McDonald's breakfast sandwich. I order a, what do you call it? An egg McMuffin. Yep. With mustard. Oh, you have them. Go ahead and put the condiment right on Right there. on it. God, I never thought of that. Well, because they have them all. You could get the... I've got it with the Big Mac sauce, too, but I prefer the mustard. Oh, the Mac sauce sounds delightful. Every sauce they have is available on the breakfast sandwich, 24 hours a day. Now. Oh, because now I, I want to go get a sausage muffin with egg and have them put honey on it. 
They have honey. I know they do for wow. the, the McNug, the C-Nugs. They have maple syrup. <laughs> Can we do anything? Yeah, you know, so, McDonald's. Like, whatever, whatever you want, man. It's like they, they just got it. sponsor like, this podcast. They should. Uh, this is going to slowly become the McDonald's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Oh, man. I don't even care. <clears throat> I'm into it. Um, you know what I, I did, speaking of kind of, uh, of burgers, which I don't know... Do you consider a burger a sandwich? I do. I mean, it's still two pieces of bread, meat, and cheese. I mean, but it always gets its own. I think we can throw it in sandwiches, but yeah, it gets its own category on the menu. On the menu, right. And it's like, I don't, to me, a burger is a sandwich. And and recently I've seen some of these places like the patty or the, you know, wherever the sandwich meat is should never, the circumference should never exceed that of the bun. The bun, oh, I'm Like the patty shouldn't be handlebars on the burger. Right? Yeah, that's that's wrong. I that's think that's wrong. a rule of a burger. You look, and the thing is, you can. Uh, last time I, I spoke about how you know one of the biggest advantages you have when cooking food is if you have two eyes that work, <laughs> and you can just look at things and be like, "Oh, is there a burger hanging out of the bun area? <laughs> yeah. Is yes. anybody going to want to put their hands around this?" Well, and you know that's wrong because like nothing worse than when you get a burger. Say you're eating a Wendy's burger. Just to yeah. switch yeah. switch fast yeah. food uh, sponsors. Say you're eating a Wendy's burger. You know the worst is when there's more burger left than there is bun, and condiments and and tomato and lettuce. You've got to yeah. like squeeze it into the amount. You got to yeah. split the difference and get it in the bun. Yeah, that's wrong. That's a problem. Like it's, the a problem. Big, it's usually a problem with the big with places. Not as much the fast food places, but more like the the crappy chains like Applebee's. They have like the big thick kind of flavorless patty. It's thick though, mm. and the bread that's just it's just the the bread and the patty seem to like absorb any moisture <laughs> in the burger, and yeah, you're left with that weird in the end trying to like. Usually, it just comes back. You have to have ketchup rescue you sometimes, and, and it's like soggy and soaked through the. I had an Applebee's burger. I don't know a week ago. I have oh. four kids, so I'm always so eating like, right. Fast. And my parents love chain restaurants, so I end up in chain restaurants a lot. I have nothing against them, right? You know, and uh, however. Applebee's really is like the, it's almost like the TJ Maxx of, yeah. of uh, restaurants because food trickles down there from like the high end. Like if, like if people were doing avocado and bacon in, two th- in uh, 2001, by 2010, it's trickled down to Applebee's. Yes. You know, like if the fancy places are doing it now, give it five, six, seven years and here right. we are at Applebee's with the... Focaccia. Yeah, it's like it's like clothing trends in Portland. Exactly. From New York. It's yeah. like it, it starts on the Paris runway, and by <laughs> you know five years from now, it's at TJ Maxx, and then it's at Applebee's. Yes. And <laughs> the thing is, yeah, like things like Applebee's and and Ruby Tuesdays are like oh, and even McDonald's now, like oh, the brioche bun. Oh yeah. And you're like ah, I don't even like it when the I don't like the brioche bun. I like a sesame seed bun. Or potato bread or an onion roll. Like, I just don't think a brioche bun is as good as everybody. And if, if it is, like, brioche bread is good because it's very heavy and buttery. So when it's warm and you have it with, like, a, I don't know, something like, like actual delicious butter or, like, a triple cream cheese or something. Like, that's good. I don't think as a bun, I think it's just overkill. I'm going to it on, like, a breakfast sandwich. Like, I, if that's <laughs> an option, you know, on a breakfast sandwich, I'll take that over. But I don't have an English. I just feel like a, like a, the Thomas, especially Palace, the sandwich, sandwich size, sandwich size uh, Thomas's English muffins, which like are bigger delicious. Bigger English they're muffins? bigger, I yeah. didn't know those existed. Yeah, okay. they're wonderful. I just think, you know what was funny, what kind of, as far as sandwiches, you know what came and went kind of quickly? The pretzel roll. I was just going to say the pretzel roll. I, I was at Wendy's. 
Shout out to Wendy. There's a Wendy's very close to my house. I'm so sorry to, to degrade your food podcast. I, don't ever act like I consider point. that degrading okay. anything. Yeah. Uh, and they were on the pretzel bun tip, you know, yeah. trickled down to Wendy's yeah. at some point. Um, yeah. I don't know. You Wendy's know, did pioneer, bun. I feel like. See, McDonald's now, when you get a quarter pound with cheese, they, like, make it to order. And I feel like Wendy's started doing that before anybody else. Like, you get a burger, and you're like, somebody actually just cooked this burger on a griddle. It wasn't just put in a microwave. At least that's how it tastes. I got Wendy's in my heart, man. Wendy's has never, very rarely ever let me down. And when I was in high school, they got the 99-cent menu. It's like, Yeah, and you, and you, dip, on. you dip the fries in the Frosty. <sighs> I and mean, where else is that okay to get an ice cream, not even a shake, but get an actual, like a blizzard essentially, like a, with frap. a frap, and dip your fries in it, and For you don't bucks. even get a drink. You just, that's your drink. Some, that's what's beautiful about America. I'm jealous that you get to be skinnier than I am, because I yeah, feel like we both ate very similar. We similarly. ate a lot of Wendy's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what, it's food that's uh, scientifically engineered to taste delicious, and maybe not make you feel so good after. A recent thing for me, as far as bread, I feel like we can spend a lot of time talking about bread because we're talking about sandwiches. Mm. I recently kind of discovered the King's Hawaiian sweet roll. Ah, yes, I as well. Those things are ridiculous. They're great. It's a crazy flavor. It is. It's like audacious <laughs> to have that much flavor in a in a bun. But like, yeah. I found myself. My wife was buying them to make I forget, uh, like sliders. Like she was making like barbecue pork or uh, pulled pork sliders or whatever with them. But there was obviously a few left over. And so I was making just turkey sandwiches or, you know, salami turkey sandwiches on my own with those King's Hawaiian rolls and at least 50 points better than a regular oh, bread sandwich. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why. And you can actually, if you get if you, if you don't want to roll the slider, you can actually take four of them and just count it as one Eat piece them. of bread. Oh, oh, yeah. Especially sure. if you griddle it a little bit so it kind of keeps together. I definitely was making like three of them at least. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, King's Hawaiian, and they have weird commercials. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're weird, and I kind of dig them. The King's Hawaiian ads is like, the concept of the ads is that the King's Hawaiian rolls are so good that they have to hide them from their whole family, or they'll eat them all. So they've got these hiding spots, but the kids found the hiding spot. It's so weird and stupid, but I love it. <laughs> you know, it, the product backs it up. It They're does. Right. Uh, you can see why the kids want to get their hands on the. On under the my view, open if you look under my bed right now, it's just King's yeah. Hawaiian. <laughs> so, you got like milk crates of them <laughs> under there. I mean, dude, you got to stock it up. But I feel like they are actually designed to literally last through the apocalypse. I mean, those aren't going stale anytime soon. I don't know what's in them, but there's. Um, let's just say there's. A few more ingredients than, like, you know, your local bakery uh, when you look on that bread. Yes. Uh, another thing about um, what bread can do to sandwiches when it's inappropriate is how it can mangle the contents of the sandwich. This happens often with the a fried haddock sandwich. Like, somebody, like, a place will have this, like, really nice piece of haddock, and the batter is good, but somehow, like, the impact of whatever bread they use, that starts to immediately fall apart— it does this whole phenomenon where it, like, pushes the fish out of the batter, and then, like, the fish falls in the Such basket. Such a great point, because <clears throat> that's one of my go-tos. It's like a fried haddock sandwich. Yeah. It's almost impossible to do it wrong. But I say that, but no one's ever done it right. No <laughs> one's ever done it. I've never, I've never... I've never... Yeah, right? I've never had a fried haddock sandwich that wasn't, like, a uphill battle between the bread and the haddock and the tartar sauce I'm trying to marinate it in and like it's just a battle man yeah it's a mess you want to put all the tartar sauce on a sandwich yes but then it starts it's like you have like the clock starts ticking on it and um 
next thing you know, you know, you go from a, it's a spinal thing, you go from a shark sandwich to a shit sandwich. Real just quick. Just a two-word review. They should just come with paper towels. Anyways, like if you're gonna give me a hat, a fried hat yeah. sandwich, I'm gonna need at least a paper towel. Or maybe just let me assemble it. Let me yes. let me figure out the structural capacity of this thing before we roll with it. This might be the time. This might be the sandwich where the bread has to far surpass the size of the meat. This might be what they, they, yeah. they need to expand it. Yeah, and you want bread that's like has that sort of like sesame bun, King's Hawaiian, like a where you can almost wrap it around the sandwich. You know, it doesn't yes. like. Just hold firm like it sort of conforms to I the sandwich. I want a fried haddock sandwich now after we Hell yes. This. I hope everybody else does too. I'm not trying to bring them down because Dude. they are a shit show to eat, but they're so good. And tartar sauce is, tartar is one sauce, of the greatest man. things that there is. Ever since I had it, I remember I was like a kid and my mom, we must have had, I don't know, scallops or something. And Scallops? Is it scallops? Or I scallops? say scallops. I literally just put out a song where I go, I left work smelling like scallops, scallops. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know which yeah. one it was. It's good to cover your bases. Yeah, you know? I was like, I'll you cover them both. You can't talk You shit have a big me. fan base now. You know, you have to please everybody a little bit. Facebook Debbie's going <laughs> to chime in with the, uh, well, actually, it's scallops. 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 Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? You got to, yeah, I'm not trying to bring down fried haddock sandwiches. Oh, tartar sauce. That's what it was. I remember I had it. My mom was having having something and then she dipped it in tartar sauce and it made everything I don't like likable. <laughs> I could eat yep. anything with tartar sauce on it. Yeah. It's, 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 I lobster. think that's the magic Why don't colors. they serve lobster with tartar sauce? They, I would they, love that shit. You would love it. And you know what? You can do that on your own. You can order lobster with a side of tartar. I'm going to invent that. That's my new thing. Uh, I also like to soft shell crabs. Yeah. Yeah, I'll mess with crabs. I, I like, like eating a sandwich. That's one that it's okay, I feel like, for the things to hang out because I like seeing a sandwich that has like little legs hanging out of it and claws hanging out of it, and then you just kind of smash it all into your face. And it's, it's a little delicious. Yeah, it's a little rustic. You yeah, know, just to have actual animals. Because they dangle. It's not like they're just like a like they're not handlebars. Nobody's like, oh, I'm going to grab these crab claws and hold the sandwich like that. I'm going to retreat and be straight up. I've never had it as a sandwich. Oh, I mean, it's just you had soft shell crab though. Yeah. So just imagine it with bread on a sandwich. <laughs> okay, I get it now. <laughs> there I you can go. visualize that. <laughs> Wham bam. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, it's always funny when I think about like little bread and means is lettuce on a sandwich. Mm. I like the shredded iceberg, you know, and I, I, I think that iceberg needs to be shredded. There's a place for shredded iceberg for sure, and my place for shredded iceberg was always the Wells House of Pizza, which was yes. five, six, seven doors from my, my house where I grew up, So and it was betwixt my school, where I walked to school, and my house. And like so, the grinder. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, and so every, it was right across from Wells Cumbies, Cumberland Farms, and so every day after school, we would go there, it was a jukebox, we'd pick, you know, whatever shitty songs they had, but they had, bur I'd always get a burger with the shredded lettuce, tomato, mayo, that's it. Yeah. And the, oh, hots, they had hots. Yeah, if they have hots, you gotta you give a little texture, a little kick to it. But they were, so, you know, anytime the, anytime a chef is cooking you food from Greece, and he sounds Greek, I'm into it. Yeah. You know, and that I'm is this that. sort of House of Pizza phenomenon. I think that, I think the best food at the Houses of Pizza are usually the sandwiches. Because yes. the pizza is all pretty much, I mean, we did a crawl back in the day for a Dispatch Magazine. I wrote a story where we went to eight Houses of Pizza in one day. I called you at one point because you told me the Wells one was closed. Oh, and uh, right. we started in like Sanford and 
worked our way up to, I think, Gorham. Uh, but we went to eight of them in one day. We got the exact same thing, a pepperoni, small pepperoni pizza between the four of us because we were going to have eight of them. And it's like they all use the same sauce, the same dough, the same cheese. They all just use different amounts of it. Like some cook it more, some are more saucy, some are more cheesy, some are crispier. But whereas I think that the sandwiches... Or where they can really shine. Yeah. You're right. You're Especially so right. like the chicken souvlaki and all that kind of thing. Like, even I mean, even just like a BLT, like the Sanford House of Pizza does a bomb BLT with yeah. the shredded lettuce. And, the, you know, it's like uh, uh, you're absolutely right, though, about House of Pizza's pizza all tasting the same. I put them all like it's like categories of pizza. Like, do I want Pizza Hut pizza? Yeah. Do I want kind of artisan pizza from this spot over here? Which I or, imagine happens to you all the time. I am an artisan pizza <laughs> Uh, eater, uh, but actually, no, we don't have any artisan pizza in Stanford. <laughs> I have to go to a gunkwit. Yeah, all right. For the, for the artisan pizza. Yeah, house pizza style pizza, and there's one in every town except mm-hmm. Wells, I guess. Now. Rest in peace. Uh, that's the one that you put like the that grated parm and like red chili flake on, you know, mm-hmm. or like the oregano or the garlic, or celery salt, whatever's on like the condiment. Even fries. Like, sometimes House of Pizza can shine with the fries. Just go uh, off pizza on the on yeah. the House of Pizza menu, and there's gold. Yeah, and if they're Greek, you can usually get yourself a side of tzatziki sauce, too, which pretty much it's goes... It's not tzatziki. 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 I don't know. Tzatziki. It's tzatziki. Bon mi sandwiches. Have you Have you been... Into those? No. Explain, because I really don't. Well, that's like it's a Vietnamese uh, sandwich that is sort of becoming more well known now. So it's like it'll be at Applebee's. Well, it will be, and it'll be a problem when the bon mi shows up at Applebee's because it's like has this like crusty roll, and it's like you know pickled vegetables, usually a meat or kind of terrine of some kind, and it's the whole thing about it is it's like a sandwich that you know costs between like two fifty and three seventy five. And they're more or less almost like a snack, even though they're like this big. They're just like, they're so crusty. Like there's a certain kind of roll. It's kind of like this very like French Vietnamese kind of fusion or you know, not even fusion, just tradition. And the biggest problem is when places like Applebee's or even a lot of like, you know, trendy restaurants, you see them on the menu for like $12 mm-hmm. and they aren't very good. And I just think it's, I, I don't think that sandwich should ever cost more than $5. The mm, they're trying to gentrify the But bombing. they're making it worse. And I'm I mean, like, it's gentrified even being in America. Yeah, that's, like, that's that right. That is yeah. gentrifying yeah. Applebee's, but food. I guarantee you Applebee's will have um, <clears throat> bon me on their sandwich. And eventually Wendy's. If Wendy's gets down with a bon me, I'd be very curious to see. What if they go dollar menu? Dollar menu bon me? You know what? <laughs> they probably could. If they sell enough of them, you could definitely get a dollar yeah, menu bon price me. break way yeah. down. I'm into it. I don't think that a conversation about sandwiches is is complete without a discussion of the meteoric rise and fall of Jared Fogle. Do you? I mean, no, we got to bring him in. I just saw on my way here. King. Can I say where what town we're in? Of course. So we're in Yarmouth, Maine, yes. and your subway is one of the most intriguing because it's just in a house. <laughs> <laughs> I was just passing on the way yeah. here. I was like, oh, I was driving this residential looking fucking neighborhood, and then it's I see a subway sign, and I'm like, oh, there's a subway <laughs> up here. I was like, it must it, it must be different than the rest of the, this uh, residential area, and I get the nope, just a house. They put a subway in it. <laughs> So, shout out to Maine. Yeah. Freeport. I mean, the Freeport McDonald's. Yeah, is Freeport good. is very, uh, that same vibe. They're Victorian Starbucks. Victorian like McDonald's. House, so, um, yeah, Jared Fogle, man. What a wild choice even to be the face of a brand in the first place. Oh, like, do you think that was his idea or their idea? Like, do you think he actually 
was going into a subway every single day and getting a six-inch sub and... I mean, if that was his idea, we got to give him extra props and take one of his charges away. Because that's <laughs> yeah. genius. We'll, we'll drop the, I don't know. Gross They're both pretty rough. They're both pretty rough. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll say good job with the weight loss. But <laughs> Well, good job with the weight loss. And if that was his whole plan, was yeah. to be the spokesman of Subway I mean, and get rich off. Com- I mean, commercials are not... Yeah. inexpensive uh, jobs to have so he's probably he's probably getting super paid he sees he's like, the day I'm so paid I'm gonna hook up with chicks my age and starts doing that gets tired of it down in Subway tuna sandwiches and then he's like I need a 10 year old and that yeah. was where it all went wrong and next thing you know he's having like the 12 inch like ribby Q sandwich and you know yeah, adding extra meat extra cheese and want the BMT or the BMMT spicy Italian Subway's funny I think that Subway is is a chain that when they first came out or I don't know if it was when they first came out when I first had it back in the Mid nineties or whatever, I liked it because they remember they used to do that where they cut the bread. They do that like sort of like they'd make like a, a canoe, like an incision on the top. They didn't like cut the whole thing in half. Yeah, they made like yeah, a, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. And I remember like you know, like the cold cut combo. The first time I had that, and I'm like, it was kind of a revelation. I think they're all and they're all like yes. turkey based meats. Yes. Well, this is what I'm saying about focaccia. Like <laughs> I, you can you can tell me whatever about focaccia, but I was ten and poor. And this looks great to yeah. me. So Subway was like, I mean, in my big, in I'm Awesome, my big song, I was like eating at McDonald's because Subway is pricey. It was like yeah. that six, six, seven dollar sandwich was like, that's luxurious eating, you know? So I was always hype on Subway. I think I might have even applied at Subway to work as like a teenager. I was like, I wanted to be in the Subway. And, and you know why? It's because, you know, you're an artist. And so you figure, why wouldn't I be a sandwich, <laughs> sandwich artist? artist? I mean, I, wow. I want to apply my one. art. You know, it, it was going to be an inspiration. And the good thing about Subway is that even if it's still not very good anymore, yeah, is that other, unlike other places, you can literally hold their hand and be like, don't put that much. Like, put that much. Put Dude, that I on. always think I'm super easygoing and chill, and I've seen many people who aren't when they're – it's even like you go out to a restaurant and someone who just doesn't know how to be nice to waiters and is like a dick. Or, well, they're, you know, they're it's dead like, to me. You see that at – Subway, you know, as people are just like, oh, they're, they're angry about the, oh, how could you put four cucumbers? I only want two, you know. Where's so, my usual girl? She's um, not here. She knows how I like it. I also make it idiot proof, though. Like, my go to Subway yeah. order is, you know, I always get a, a foot long uh, uh, tuna. Okay. Oh, um, all right. On, I would not have expected that. I get a foot long tuna on wheat. Bread and again, I, you're just really, really pulling all the stops here. I can tell you the whole. Here's the whole. Here's the whole sandwich. This is okay. the first time this has ever been said out loud, and I've ordered this maybe <laughs> two hundred times at Subway. Footlong tuna on wheat, pepper jack cheese, not toasted, Southwest sauce, uh, and then I go with some array. I, this varies from time to time, but I go with some array of crunchy vegetables, like banana peppers, could be good. So occasionally, uh, always cukes. You know, yeah. green peppers, onions, stuff like that. Just because I like the contrast of textures and things. Yeah. And so that's it. That's, that's it. a salt and pepper. You know, that's a good order. And I like that the Southwest sauce. That's you know, the, the well. It's not supposed to go on tuna. You know, that's the wild. But that's part. why I like that you're just such a renegade, and that you were just like, I don't even care. What? Like, wow! How stoned were you the first time you tried that? I imagine very stoned. Yeah. I imagine very stoned. But I have tried it all across not only America but. In the when I toured in the UK, 
I because there's subways everywhere. There's Subway and Burger King and KFC everywhere. And so we were driving through the UK on tour on the highway, driving on the other side of the car, the other side yep. of the road. Oh, yeah. yep. And anytime I pull off in a rest stop, there was always a subway. So I'd get the same huh. same shit. Still good. That's you know, and that's but, sometimes you just don't feel like grappling with unfamiliar things you just if you're on the road and you're tired you're just like uh what really was there was no other option it's not like yeah. i'm gonna pull off in like cornwall ham and drive <laughs> through the town <laughs> when i'm in a hurry to get to you know uh glasgow yeah. and and just oh let me pull up yelp or whatever you know <laughs> so it's like oh kfc boom get some gas boom you know yeah eat it in the car not that i wanted to eat that while i was in england like even though notoriously they say the food is bad i did have an english breakfast there and it was bad why Everything was bad. Okay. Everything was cooked bad. But I ate it, and I loved it because I was in England. Yeah. I always picture that, even though it's Scotland, I always picture, when I think of English breakfast, I do like things like blood pudding, but I always picture that scene when Spud comes downstairs in the fa- after he, you know, has his accident. Mm-hmm. You've seen Train Spotting, right? Yeah, I've seen Train Spotting, but I was like God. 11, so I don't know how. Oh, uh, well, I don't know how this They're, they're eating this breakfast that's I'm just positively mm-hmm. wretched. Yeah, just disagree. <laughs> I think so far the takeaway from this podcast is I've never seen Train Spotting or Spinal Tap, and I may have never seen a movie in my life. Yeah, you know, but that's fine. I don't, I don't actually judge people for that at all. I just, I'm like, oh well, thank God, I don't have to make any references now. So if you've ever wondered what keeps me alive and keeps my skin glowing in such a radiant fashion, it's my reckless consumption of Tourmaline spring water. Uh, from an undisclosed location in Maine, uh, it is essentially uh, completely untouched. It, come, it is bottled directly out of the spring. Uh, I've actually drank it from the spring myself. Uh, what do you think? I mean, it's great. It's, yeah, I feel like I'm at a kneeling into a spring, just eat, drinking it with my hands. Yeah, you're like a modern day Ponce de Leon. But with a convenient bottle. Yeah. And so this water is just so crisp, so clean, so pure. I mean, which a lot of people are like, ooh, water, I can't tell the difference. But if you're if you can't tell the difference between a glass of tap water and a glass of tourmaline spring, like you're dead on the inside and your senses are dead and you have no business having any opinion on anything. Or you live right next to the tourmaline spring. Or you or, or the tourmaline spring comes out of your tap. So you never really know. Uh, now this water also serves as a base for their other venture, uh, which are their C B D drops from the Amethyst Elixir Company. Uh, these are, they label them as gem grade, uh, which I'm not sure what that means, but in the words of Timothy Oliphant from the movie Go, so you've seen that one? Uh, no, but I know the No Doubt song from that movie. Yeah, that's a great song. This isn't that crunchy herbal rave shit. This is the real deal. <laughs> uh, it's entirely water soluble, so it hits the bloodstream fast, and it makes whatever you put it in taste like delicious marijuana water. Did you try any in here? No, I'm just looking at the Yeah, label. help yourself, Rebel help yourself. Rebel. And also, we're, uh, uh, Spose and I have been enjoying um, the third company, uh, which is the or, uh, Living Nuts, and the, the S is actually a Z in the, in the word there. And what they are are organic GMO-free nuts that are sprouted over a two-day process rather than roasted. So roasting usually takes about 15 minutes. A lot more care goes into these, which actually uh, in turn preserves the nutritional value of them 
but also gives them this really nice, meaty, delicious texture. Uh, we're having the Tahitian vanilla cocoa cream walnuts right now, and they're great, right? Yeah, they they are a different texture. They're roasted. Uh, it's it's like uh, or no, they're, well, they're not sprouted. Roasted. They're sprouted. It's yeah. just like I do my coffee. I just sprout it over yeah. several days. You know, of roasting it. That's right. Obviously, a whole different texture. Yeah. It's a, te a textural nature of the coffee. I mean, but I'm like, you know, I, I'm not like a snack food guy, but I like these. Like, I could eat these, you know. You can't, you're not a snack food guy? I'm not. I don't snack. I have like, I like like big meals, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have like chips around the house. Oh, that man. kind of thing. I love snacks. I got a lot of kids, so it's like every couple hours, it's like, oh, can I have a snack? Well, we're going to get your kids on Here, the... have some tourmaline, Tahitian, vanilla, cocoa, cream, yeah. walnuts. Let's turn your kids into, start turning your kids into water snobs right now, and let's get them some uh, living nuts ASAP. On it. All right. So back from the break now, I'm here with Ryan Peters, also known as Spose, the uh, main-based hip-hop artist who has now gone worldwide uh, and is currently has a national tour in the works, correct? I do. I'm touring uh, all summer, all the way out to Seattle. Come see me. Yeah, that's amazing. I'll sprout you some coffee. And what's the, if somebody wants to find the tour dates, where are they going? Yeah, uh, supposemusic.com. Yeah, you can get tickets. Um, but yeah, touring basically starting in Chicago July 10th and then uh, concluding back in Maine, you know, in August and then Boston and New York City. So yeah. Um, Come rock, let us melt your face. If and I have my band, which is like Dave Gutter, John Roos from Rustic Overtones, Zach Jones from awesome. Zach Jones, and Derek Gearin, who's a drummer for uh, Lady Lamb. So we're fucking nasty. Wow, that's stack the deck. Yeah. Well, so if you go, bring each of the band members a footlong tuna on wheat with Southwest sauce, some kind of crunchy, probably cucumber, maybe banana peppers, not toasted. <laughs> please, please. Everybody wants one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm ready to be the new Jared Vogel. I have you never are. watched Childborn. Uh, well, yeah, you're like a family guy. You have four kids. Like, exactly. It's uh, disgusting. I do, you make, like, do you make your kids sandwiches? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what do your kids like to eat for sandwiches? Okay, so this is exactly what they will eat. It's not what they like to eat. It's like this is what they will eat and this is what they won't eat. I know my son, will, he's four. He's a twin. He'll eat turkey sandwich. One piece of turkey, one piece of American cheese, or cheddar cheese. He doesn't mess with provolone cheese. Uh, okay. Uh, pickles, like uh, good pickles, not sweet pickles. Um, <laughs> sorry, you're mid-sip. Um, and mustard and mayo. You know, uh, we we dabble in eccentric breads. Like, uh, you know, well, just, you know, your multigrains and your, you know, we don't, we're not really a, like wheat one. We're not like my family growing up, which was strictly white bread is all we had. Yeah. Um, and so he'll do that. But his twin sister, Daisy, Daisy B, will only do peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jelly time. Yeah. It's constant. Isn't that weird? They're, what about Fluffernutter? See, I don't mess with Fluffernutter, so no. I don't make them mess with Fluffernutter. Why? I, I mean, don't know. As a kid, I had it one time and I was done. It's weird, man. Yeah, I know. I it know. Is I'm weird. like, no, it's, I don't think it's weird not to like. I think. I think it's. I think it's weird to love fluffernutter because it's kind of a strange food. Thank you, because I totally agree. I never knew it was like Does a main thing. Is it stored in the closet? Fluffernutter. Fluff. Yeah. No. It, it comes no. in a tub and it goes in the in the. In the pantry. I might have had like a trashier relative who tried to give it to me, and I was like, no. Nutella, I'd take over. See, I wish as a kid, 
that existed in my life. I, I discovered that as like a 33-year-old. Oh, I found it. I remember exactly the day I found it. I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. I was 13 at my neighbor's house. We had rediscovered The Nightmare Before Christmas. It was like 2000-something, yeah. early 2000. Yeah. And we're like, Nightmare Before Christmas, let's watch it. you know. And then eventually it ends up at Hot Topic and Nightmare Before Christmas is like this bit. But we started the comeback. Right. The same the night look. I discovered yeah. Nutella. I had like a sample of it. I want to say at Hannaford, like on a little wooden spoon you have with like little like Dixie cup ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I tried it and I was like, what? And I bought the whole <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. And I sat at Zach B's house. Shout out Zach B's mom who let this happen. Rented us Nightmare Before Christmas. You have to rent the movie. Rented yep. us Nightmare Before Christmas. Video, etc. Bought us the Nutella and we just sat there eating it with spoons. Just ate the Nutella. Yeah, out of the jar. yeah. I mean, I mean, you know what? We're teenage. We're yeah. like thirteen. This is before weed or anything, so it's like this is as hardcore as we were getting. You know. Yeah, and that's pretty hardcore. I mean, it's funny. I also had kind of an unconventional beginning. I was actually working at a restaurant in Portland, and every day they baked their own bread, which was delicious. And every day when it would come out. There'd always be like one loaf for like the staff, and it was like really warm. And you go just tear hunks of this like sourdough bread and like slather it with Nutella, and it was like the most delicious thing. That yes. was like really the first time I ate a lot of Nutella, and I couldn't get enough. And now so, I wanted so, it in everything. When I worked at Barnacle Billy's mm-hmm. in Agunquit, which is a pretty famed little, you know, there's two restaurants there. One's like a you go in, you order up at the thing, they call your number, you get your lobster roll, you go sit out on the deck and throw shit to seagulls whatever and then there's the other one which is like the formal kind of sit down restaurant someone come and waits on you so I was a waiter there and I'd come and wait on these snobby New York you know you Ryan you've neglected to provide me with cutlery type of people and um, and what I would eat there very frequently was I would get we had bread rolls that we'd or like rolls that we'd bring out to your table like the Parker House rolls kind yeah, of it, it, or Rudy rolls I don't know exactly who we got what the distributor was or whatever but these rolls I've never seen duplicated anywhere they are just these perfect balls of bread and so they're in this hot we kept them hot in this thing and we would all dip them in this in in blue cheese like we'd go Hell grab yeah. the blue cheese from the salad spot get a cup of it and dip, we'd all be standing in the hallway dipping them in the blue cheese eating them. And uh, you just took me back there by talking about the Nutella, and I want to go back and eat that right now. Yesterday, I did 207 with Rob Caldwell. Ciao, Bob. And I was telling him that you were coming over tonight to do this, and he actually told me the story about the cutlery at Barnacle Billy's. Billy's. Well, because he interviewed me there. Oh. In, like, 2010, when I was first coming out, and I literally was working in Barnacle Billy's, like, nine months before. And then I signed some big record deal, and so I went back, and they— Set us, me and Bob, me and Bobby Caldwell, a little table up <laughs> in a, in Perkins Cove at the outside deck where I would be, where I was a waiter. But that was the if you could get the outside deck as one of your as your section, like you were. I was walking out of there like three fifty four hundred dollars, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was like if I could, anytime they gave me the outside section, especially right on the water, I was like, I am rich right now, you know. At yeah. that in that context, but uh, yeah, I did tell. I'm sure I told him that story because I'll never forget the woman who told me I didn't provide her with cutlery. I was like, <laughs> wow. It's like, great word choice, ma'am. Yeah, cutlery. Cutlery. Neglected, it's, too. My flatware yeah. is smudged. My housewares. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good to know those people are out there. But I thought that was a great story that you just brought it up. It's always funny, like, with, with sandwiches, like, some of the random places, like, you go to, like, a, like a Howie's pub, you know, uh, in Portland, I don't know if you've ever been to Howie's. I, I don't know if I have. And they just have these, like, you know, it's like a random 
you know, like burgers and pizza. But I remember I sitting down there and being served this like because the guy was like, oh, I have a brisket. I made some barbecue brisket. Um, I was like, he made me a grilled cheese with it. <laughs> He's like, sure. And it was like one of the best sandwiches I eaten for wow. like months. You know, just I like the random stuff like that. But also in regards to grilled cheese, uh, mm. I am kind of normally under the opinion that I'm like, I think that the only things needing to happen in that is butter, cheese, and bread, you know, maybe some salt, pepper, whatever. Mm. Uh, I don't like, like, tomatoes on grilled cheese or onion or anything like that. Uh, do you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I've seen probably know what episodes. it is. I know exactly what okay. it is. So there's this uh, one of the episodes where Larry, there's, like, you know those famous Hollywood sandwich shops where the celebrities all have their sandwich, mm. you know? So Larry doesn't have one. Larry finally gets a sandwich, and I figured it's like sable fish or something, but it's like a sandwich that he doesn't like at all. Oh, he's pissed that he's like, hey, so he's probably going to go confront them. Uh, about- and he does, of course, confront them in his usual extremely uncomfortable <laughs> manner to be like, yeah, but, you know, maybe you could change it. And the guy's like, yeah, but I gave you, like, a sandwich on the board. You're he's on like, the yeah, board, man. Yeah. Like, what would you do, though? Somebody was like, you know, the suppose... But it was like a lobster roll. Oh man, I'd be yeah, yeah. I'd do, I'd probably Larry David. I'd probably. How do you approach that yeah, and not I'll Larry do. David it? I would be like, well, I'd be diplomatic. I'm a little less like crotchety old man than Larry David, so I'd be <laughs> now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, for, I'm definitely on. Like, 2 p.m. today, my kid's second day of summer. I was definitely a crotchety old man. <laughs> I was like, it's raining out. How are we gonna make it through this summer? But um, I would say. I really am so appreciative you got me on the sandwich board. This is the coolest thing ever. You know, they'd be like, da, 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 yeah, you know, fine, you know, get it. I'd be like, I'd be like, the only thing, you know, is just that lobster is fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Why yeah. would you make that my sandwich? Yeah, <laughs> because it's trash. Oh, trash it's like bugs. prison food. Yeah. You know, and it's like, even you know what makes lobster even, Stacey, and I'm sure this is why they hate me in Somerville and they demand an apology. <laughs> I know, you still gotta go apologize As to that soon town. as you say twin lobster, I'm I'm even oh. more grossed out. I'm like, two of these little bitches? <laughs> like, come on. Two of them. Like, Jesus. Like, and the only place is advertising twin lobster. It's all, it's like in neon on like the twin lobster. You know, it's like the yes, grossest yeah. possible food. Twin place. lobster. We got a big inflatable lobster on the roof there. And twin lobster is like 20 bucks. Twin lobster. eleven ninety nine. I'm like, no. I dude, don't. get the fuck down here, dude. <laughs> Yo, they, get some fucking twin lobsters. And uh, like it, literally in my head, I just see the bull and claw in Wells, which yeah. is a restaurant across from the main from diner. The main diner. I like the main diner. Love the main diner. Much love to the main diner. Trying immediately in my head, I'm trying to think of a sandwich, but they're more of a breakfast spot for me. I'll order uh, breakfast there even at dinner time. I get chowder with my breakfast though. Oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. They do the good chowder. Yeah. Oh well, and they got good. I love the main diner, but um, and I'm fascinated how it's always busy. I think it's just because it was on the Food yeah. Network or well, Channel all people or love shit like that and they're the ones who have the most time on their hands and they're the most loyal customers especially when they find a, um, unless the main diner were to raise their prices by 30 cents and, and then they lose yeah. like, you lose like a 30 year old clientele if you fuck with the prices at all you're absolutely right you know it is still super cheap yeah. I took my I like the main diner for some reason I can't get my wife to go there She's a Sanfordite, so like I think she just is jealous is that of what all it is? the great, Sanfordite. Yeah, yeah. She's jealous of all the great restaurants we have in Wells because there are pretty <laughs> the much culinary mecca. Oh, I took my kids to the main diner, and um, they 
kind of on the low, no I'm supposed there, so they go out of their way to, like, make sure I got napkins. Make sure I, you know, they're always treating me good, so I appreciate it. That's where I'll use my Spose card. Yeah. Without using it, I just show up and they kind of know. I'm picturing that scene from Good. you've seen Goodfellas, right? Hey. I'm picturing that scene where they come and they bring a table from up downstairs and they set it for you, like in the middle of the dining room. That's extra not table. exactly the level I'm at, but like eventually. <laughs> and you bring your kids in through the kitchen. You're like, yeah. I'd just rather use this entrance. Yes, we meow, definitely arrived meow, through the meow, kitchen. Meow, 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 meow. I wear a cape. That's a great scene, I think, yeah. you know. Uh. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, you're – this was a while ago, too. I remember, like, being on the Amtrak down Easter. And when they go through Wells, like, they come over the intercom and they're like, we are now passing through Wells, which is the hometown of Maine rapper Spose, which is – you know, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, people would like – yeah, that, I, I don't know if they still do that, uh, but they definitely did for years, and it, it's that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> was, Especially because there were people in, lots of people I went to high school with who were like more attractive, more rich, more athletic, more, you know, hopeful, more everything than me. So that I beat them to the Amtrak Downeaster shout out really does mean it's pretty dope. So that's why I appreciate any any props I'm getting at any restaurant in Wells. We haven't talked about steak and cheese yet. Oh, wow. It's, you know what's crazy you say about this? Yeah. As soon as you told me the theme was sandwiches, steak and cheese is what popped into my head. Yeah. So why? Well, because steak and cheese is the best sandwich. Um, okay, so this is <laughs> – I love that we have gone through this entire thing, and then we finally get to the very end. We're like, oh, we forgot to talk about the best sandwich. Of them all. Well, because, all right, I envision in my head – I envision it. I, I, you could judge a place by their steak and cheese. Yeah. If you fuck up a steak and cheese, your place sucks. And if you do a steak and cheese right – Boom. And it's not hard to do right. No. Sanford House of Pizza has a great steak and cheese. Wells House of Pizza, rest in peace, had a great steak and cheese. Uh, Bennett's Subs in Kennebunkport on Route 9 has my favorite steak and cheese. Okay, I've never stopped there. I have to stop there. Got it. So Chan, goddamn Chan, who's a producer and a friend of mine and and a, a, a man of strong opinions, uh, went to Bennett's because he'd heard me say it was my favorite. He went to Bennett's and he told me, Good. He gave it a good. He goes, I give it an A minus. He goes, but they should toast the bread. Oh, yeah. You should always toast the bread. And so I said, but that's the magic of Bennett's is that the bread is so good. Hmm. Is That's the trick to there. That's what makes theirs unique or good. Or, or maybe that's what it is, is that it's unique because it's not toasted. But Bennett's steak and cheese, absolutely one of my favorite steak and cheeses. Now, thin sliced or chunks of meat? Like, like, okay, so like, like shave Henry the Eighth or whatever. That's uh, well, the... not so much that, but you know, some people. I mean, there is that. That's more like a roast beef yeah. sandwich. But like, um, some people will do cubes of steak and a steak sandwich. Um, some people like shave the ribeye thin, like a Philly I, I style for the shaved. Yeah, me yeah, too. yeah. I mean, I do like the Philly style is almost a whole yeah. different brand of steak and cheese. Yeah. But the steak and cheese we have in Maine, you know, I'll always order it as thus. You tell me how you do yours, but I always just order steak and cheese. With cold green peppers, because I like contrast. Wow. And texture, and mayo. Yep. How I think you, that. How do you go? The cold green peppers is is surprising. I mean, I think that's that's cool. It's, I mean, because it's definitely different than I will often go for the the steak bomb. Um, I think that's what most people do. Is yeah. The, the cooked I like and I like the cheese. Onions. If I make one at home. I like to take it on the griddle and integrate that cheese all through the steak rather than topping it at the end. And I like, but honestly, like, I don't really need, the mushrooms are probably the thing I like the most. And then onions. But the cold peppers sound good. I really like, like, pepidus or, like, 
pickled like like cherry peppers. Oh yeah, me too. On the me steak too. sandwich, and I think um, you know toasting the bun's important. My one of my favorites randomly is at Oxford Casino, like the Shout Ox out to Pub. Can we just leave the podcast right now and go to Oxford Casino? We probably should. Yeah, wow. I can cancel my other. <laughs> yeah, we're event. gonna Oxford Casino, man. They have like ridiculously good like clam chowder steak sandwich fish and chips like i don't this know and then you know fascinating to me i had yeah. no idea and it, but at the same time you have that like you know seizure inducing you know dream machine style <laughs> yeah everything's going on around you and you know don't get me wrong i've had some some great days there and i, I play slots like an old lady like i play like oh, you know locket link and that kind of thing can't wrap my head around it oh i mean you I can't it, wrap your head around it until you win really big on it. Like one but day then I do went you develop a strategy? No, you, there's no strategy. It's all yeah. luck. But I remember there was this thanks like the first time we ever did it was Thanksgiving 2017 and within 5 minutes of going out to gamble I was I was playing a dollar on the slots and I won 1300 bucks on $1. Yes. And like they had this That's whole thing where they come over, they fill out the tax instantly. form, yep. they just bring you a stack of cash and I was like, "Okay, I'm hooked on this." I think that's what they call a gambling how a gambling problem. Uh, develops and chasing the, exact, the dragon. I had the exact same scenario happen to me with horse betting. Ah. First time I ever went to go bet on horses was with Jay Peasy. <laughs> Back at in the, the mix. OTB, <laughs> and me and Jay Peasy, he showed, and Jeff Mayo, shout out Jeff Mayo, uh, showed me how to bet on horses, and I won $1,300. It might have been thirteen ninety or something, but I had to fill out the tax form, and all the old guys at the OTB in their sweatpants and their, their race books uh, called me uh, Lucky for the next six times I can't. Hey, Lucky! Hey, Lucky. hey look who's in, Rick! <laughs> Lucky's back! Hey, you know, which ones you betting on today, Lucky? You know, and so... And so I slowly just lost all the money I won because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm horse, dope at horse betting. Going back to earlier, I was talking about sandwiches that are not thought out well. One of the things is whenever people try to put bacon on sandwiches, mm. but they put like the whole strip on. So you bite into it, but it doesn't quite crisp through, and the whole piece comes out with like that first bite, the bringing worst. a whole bunch yeah, of stuff yeah, with yeah. it. Like, and you're like, what am I supposed to do with this now? It's like... And then you have to eat the rest of the sandwich without you have to, like eat the whole or just or fully. now I'm involved yeah. in the sandwich creation process. The worst thing is having to apart, put, put ingredients in. back into a sandwich yes. that are piled out. It's like the I minute you're back involved with the sandwich with opening it up and closing it up again, like it's it's over. Exactly, that should not be my job. My job is to eat the sandwich. Yeah, I shouldn't have to be involved in your job. No, creating a sandwich that I just have to eat. Yeah, yes. that's it. I'm with you. Bacon. I don't know why, man. I'll never mess with bacon at fast food places. Well, because they use shitty bacon. It's awful bacon. Yeah. Shout out to Congdon's Donuts in Wells, which has a drive-thru, and cooks actual fucking bacon and puts it on a breakfast sandwich. Really? Yeah, it's just revolution. I mean, it's like, that's... Imagine that. Imagine (laughs) me. Well, that's why when I was talking with Arlen on the last one, I'm like, I always go sausage patties because ghetto sausage patties are delicious. Yes. Ghetto bacon... Not delicious. Not delicious. And chewy and like... Oh, and it has that like... It almost tastes like it was frozen before. Like it has that weird off flavor. Congdon's. I don't. I don't know if I want the word to get out about Congdon's breakfast sandwiches. Well, they've been around for Congdon's like seventy for the, years, right? I mean, they go there for the donuts, though. Is like, yeah. people go there to drive to? You know, they get the donuts, but like the breakfast sandwiches at Congdon's just changed everything for yeah. me. As a well, and I was just 
super lucky to grow up in Wells where that's in my on my way to work. And that's yeah. on an English muffin? Yeah, it's on an English muffin. Mm-hmm. The cheese is bomb. You can even choose your cheese if you want because it's a breakfast d- diner also. Right. You know, and so, yeah, they whip it up, man. I recommend. Now, that was a sandwich trend that I'm glad also went the way of the pretzel bun, the donut as a bun yeah, on things. That. It's just like... Also, it's right in the same line as KFC doing the, like... The Cheetos thing they're doing right now. Like, well, they're doing this thing right now. It's like the, the chicken is like... It's it's smothered in like a Cheetos sauce with actual Cheetos on the sandwich. Yeah, that's that's wrong. an actual thing. That's wrong. It's just so bet, like there's a dis- level of high and late at night and hungry where that sounds no. right. No, like I'm always just as happy to have like you know a T-bone steak, cheese egg, and Welch's grape. You know great. what I'm saying? Like that's yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need just because it's late and I'm high or We're drunk. Trying to conversate for a few. You know what I'm saying? You know we can bring your friends and. We could be my friends. We could be be friends, you know. But like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to the casino. We're going to buy the tree. We're going to go. We're going to go pick up. We're not going to do anything with them. But we're going <laughs> to get some girls at the casino. We're going to go gonna back. get some girls, and we're going to get them jobs. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find them some friends. Yeah. Uh, with sandwiches, I tend to prefer uh, chips to fries. I, I just like, especially with like chicken salad. Which is, chicken salad is actually one of my favorite sandwiches, and I think that... It has to be properly lubricated. Like, what kind of chicken salad are you talking? Just regular. I'm talking about like chicken that's poached. You know, whether it's dark meat or whatever, and just salt, pepper, mayo. You know, maybe if I'm feeling fancy, a little tarragon or something. Like the vibe of like the day after Thanksgiving, where you do that Uh, with turkey. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, turkey salad. Salad you whip up. Turkey salad is just as good as chicken salad. It's actually better, but you can't always get it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that kind of thing on just white bread or a white crusty Mm -hmm. roll, like Mm -hmm. a really sharp roll, even you know. Um. But it has to have like the proper lubrication with the mayo. Like you gotta. You can't skimp on it. It's a fine line. You don't want to cross over. It's like a battle if it's not enough Well, just like, you know, get a bowl out and add some mayo. Mix it up. See what happens. Do you still need some? Add a little more. Don't just, like, call it good. You make it sound so easy. It's Um, it's very easy, everybody. uh, I do the same. Tuna is obviously, like, my, you know, obviously I've been exposed as a tuna sandwich laker, but I, um. I'll take the tuna can out, you know, juice juice it, juice out the tuna, give the tuna juice to my cats in a little bowl. Uh, yeah. I'll uh, whip it with the mayo. But this is the most crucial step because it's been sitting in the closet, right, for six months. I put it in the freezer immediately for like 10, 15 minutes. The sandwich or the tuna the salad? The tuna. Just the tuna in the bowl no, with the mayo. my mom just, used to do that, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. just to have some sort of mm-hmm. contrast yeah. in temperature, A. But, like, B, who's trying to eat shit that tastes like it's been, like, the closet Nobody wants temperature. room temperature tuna salad. That's, no. like, um, too much tuna on a yeah. Kroll show. That's, yeah. like, it's, it's yucky. Yeah, cold tuna salad. That's great. I mean, it's funny with the condiments, because they're such an important part of it, but, you know... Like, now I'm like, ooh, I actually like to use Japanese mayonnaise, and I don't really like yellow mustard anymore. I like Dijon mustard, and... You just get fancier. Is it fancy, or is it just like you want more complexity 
in the like in the because yellow well, mustard maybe versus there is some sort mustard. of like you know psychological thing to it. Like you yeah. want more, or you can tolerate things like a spicy mustard. That as yeah, a kid, maybe sure, you're not going to sure. enjoy as much. Like I definitely didn't know there were this many variations of mayonnaise or mustard yeah. as a kid. You know, yeah. it was like, well, I, you weren't I, given the options. You didn't do the shopping. I would have happily done the grocery shopping. Yeah, I wish I had. Well, I knew my shit back then. I would just would have been like extra golden grams. You yeah, know, like I was just all very, of our sandwiches are going to be served on Eggo waffles from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even know half these foods existed. My daughter, uh, you know, my oldest daughter is ten. And I, I must say, every single day, I was like, that word you just said, I didn't know that word till I was like 23. You didn't have the internet, though. Well, it's just the... I mean, at her age, I did, though. 10, yeah. I, 96, 95. But nobody gave a shit about food in 95. Well, that's the, it. The it's general public started giving a shit about food, in my opinion, in 1999, with the advent of, like, Bobby Flay. And Iron Chef. And Iron Chef and Rachel Ray. And, and like, that's You're when... Right. You're right. You know, that's, nobody knew what the fuck creme fraiche was That's what I'm that. saying. Like, she knows all these fucking ingredients and words that I literally never said in my life until, like, at least 23 when I saw it on a menu. And I was like, oh, what is it? <laughs> oh, creme fraiche. I parsley. Know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> parsley. Dude, what the fuck is parsley? Wow. Get out of here with the parsley. Shallots. I mean, I will say that? my mom does refer to parsley as green stuff in chowder sometimes. And <laughs> I just let it go, you know? <laughs> Because I can be tolerant. I'm not always, uh, you know. Food snob. You're, you're, yeah. I mean, I think just by the fact that you've mentioned McDonald's twice yeah, on your Food Coma uh, podcast. Yeah, I just, I like things that, that, that taste good. And I like, you know, I mean. Well, I think pretending that we don't eat them is right. the crazier. They, right. It makes you, un- it makes the, it's almost like, well, who am I talking to? You don't live a normal American life, you know, basically. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I still say that I'd rather have a J.J. Nissen sesame bun for a burger than a brioche roll. Like, I just, yeah. I don't care. And I think that potato bread makes the best grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, Shout out to potato bread. Shout I, out to my dad. Yeah. For, my dad always bought potato bread, and I felt like we were fancy. It is fancy. It's yellow. Mm, and it it's yellow. It's not better. yellow like in, in, you've seen Vacation, right? When the dog pees on the sandwiches. So, no. Have you ever seen National Lampoon's Vacation? I think I have, but you I You know who Chevy like, Chase is? I do know who Chevy Chase is. And I know even the premises of these movies. Well, the dog pisses I, on the I sandwich. Really, I don't know if I need to really... We need a whole <laughs> nother podcast. That makes me kind of make you want... That makes me want to force you to watch a movie, but... Yeah, I Vacation. The, I watched... I want to say, like, the first Christmas movie I watched was Home Alone. Like, that's where my Christmas uh, movie... Well, classic. ...chronological history begins. And, and you know, Kevin McAllister, you know, he's a uh, aspiring gourmand in that when he makes that mac and cheese for himself. He does. Like, I was super himself. impressed with him in that. In a little montage, too. I oh, mean, and he goes to the grocery store, and himself. he's, like, shooting the shit with the person at the He's like, the is this approved by the USDA, whatever? And I'm just saying this so you know I watched a movie. Yeah, I, I believe you. I've watched one movie. Yeah, Kevin, you're a disease. I also saw <laughs> um, Buzz, his brother. Yeah, no, what did Buzz go on to do? Because I don't want to watch it. I want to make sure I don't watch it. I feel like it involved a lot of sweating. He, I don't really He really know. fit that role. I want. I just want to believe that guy who played Buzz is Buzz. Yeah. Like, well, no, I don't think that you can. You can't not be him. And, and you can't look like that and not be Buzz. Like he looks yeah. like Buzz because he is Buzz. And that's why it's easier to play Buzz. And that's why you never saw him again after the fact. Because you know he just we didn't need him it. anymore. Is it, yeah, we, you did your you sacrificed yourself for us all. That was, that was that. But really? he got more than he really probably deserved anyway. I think one thing that is worth 
I think one of the things when it comes to sandwiches that is the most worthwhile thing to sort of grow up and sort of graduate to is the transition from bologna to mortadella. Ooh. You know, because mortadella... Of bologna life, like we had the yeah. Oscar Mayer bologna. Well, and that's not everybody. Like that, you know, the, and it's not, and they actually call it. It's spelled bologna with an e y, right? It's it not might even be. Bologna. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, bologna. What yeah. is this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and bologna is like, I don't. It's always freaks me out when I see people like cooking it on a griddle. I'm like, no, nah, like it needs to be kind of cold in, in, in a sandwich. But but mortadella, you know, it, it, it's bologna it, sneaky good though. Like, no, if it you is. go and have it now, it's, like, kind of sneaky, like... But more, but mortadella is essentially the same thing. Fancy bologna, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a little fancier, and it tastes a little better. It's, like, a little bit thicker. Um, I lived in the North End in Boston when I was in college, and there was a place in the North End that was not Italian. It was called Dino's, and it it's was... It's still there. Yeah, so they Dino's right on sandwiches. Pretty Street, they make... Huge sandwiches. Yeah. And I just want to bring this up because, like, I don't think I'd ever had even, like, prosciutto till I got to, like, college. Yeah. And so, you know, I go to Dino's. I try their prosciutto. They do do all the Italian sandwiches or whatever. And you think an Italian sandwich is like a Amato's Italian. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, oh, these are crazy. The bread's amazing. It's toasted, you know, kind of long bread. And it was on my way home from class at Suffolk University right up the yeah. street. And so uh, one time I tried a caprese sandwich, yeah. which they do with... You know, fresh mozzarella, basil, tomato, and I want to say there's a meat in there, maybe prosciutto, you know. Maybe, yeah, usually olive oil. But yeah, prosciutto could definitely make it up Well, so I, in my bastardized Americanism, uh, asked for mayonnaise on it Uh, one day. Well, mayonnaise with fresh mozzarella actually sounds like one of the few things that might not be that great. It was the best thing I've ever had. Was I ordered it, and the guy comes, he's like, hey, he's like, he's a mayo's here, you know? And it was like, so. Lucky mayo! I mean, suppose you're like a fucking sandwich visionary, man. You got, you got Southwest sauce on tuna salad. You got mayo, mayo with fresh mozzarella. <laughs> you know, you got it. You, you got it down. But I just know what I like. I like I like fucking chipotle sauce, you know, or whatever. I like yeah. the whatever. I don't whatever like that of, chain, but I like the I like chipotle flavored things. I, yeah, I I want to say I don't like the chipotle chain, but I only recently had my first bad chipotle experience. Why does a Mexican restaurant only have Tabasco as the hot sauce? That's yeah, the thing that's I've always been like. What is the deal with this? This is stupid. And I want nothing to do with it. And I don't like places. Tabasco is the worst hot sauce. Like, it's, well, no, it's just not. I don't think it's, it's the worst. Like, I think that there's just a time and place for it, like Cajun food or like even like clam chowder. Something that it's a vinegary hot sauce. That's it's it's cayenne pepper. But the spice is too much it, for it, your average meal. It just doesn't go with any of the flavors of anything at Chipotle. However, it's so omnipresent that like I didn't know there were other hot sauces oh, yeah. for much of my upbringing like I would, I would have well the word Tabasco is definitely synonymous with you know hot I mean, sauce. most people think hot sauce I mean it's kind of like sriracha has certainly yeah. made a push but would you I think I've asked you this many times would you ever open a restaurant I forget your no. answer yeah I, no I, I don't I don't want to be in one place that much so Ritz clam chowder not coming soon to a no but plenty of places you know have Ritz I have a lot of ideas for a restaurant I just I know what it takes, and I know what's involved, and that's and not for me. You don't want that, yeah. No, I mean, it's not, yeah. I could, I have, I could have a great restaurant for four weeks, and then I'd be like, yeah. Let's close it down. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's call this one. Let's do something else. Yeah. Now, did you grow up with, with Spam at all? 
So no, I never. The first I time I ever had spam. Did you grow up with spam? No, I didn't. No, me not me neither. Um, so I expected it to be awful. The first time I ever had spam, I lived on 140 Prince Street in the North End in Boston, Massachusetts, and me and Tom Knight, probably high, went to went to the little convenience store in the North End, and we bought spam. I think out of necessity, like think we were that broke. And it was like, oh, Spam will get us like three lunches, you know, or whatever. And so we bought it and we fried it up and we put uh, mustard on it. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's great. I bonded with this over with my wife's father, who's 80, 84, um, about Spam. And he's like, oh, Spam. You know, I was like, yes, man. Like, I'm with you. I love Spam. Especially with the King's Hawaiian rolls, actually. You get the Spam going on those. That's That's a classic pairing. Cause they do, cause in Hawaii they do like the spam sushi, like it's like a musubi, I think it's called, oh, and it's like, like it's like teriyaki spam, and they do like little little sushi pieces. Let's go to Hawaii, man. We have just all kinds of spam. things. Go to Oxford Casino, so go to Hawaii. I don't think that there's a lot more to cover on the topic of sandwiches. Personally, I think that we were pretty exhaustive in our uh, our quest to. Can you just shout out your? Fa- can we before we go? I just feel like I, there might be a few more. I've got Dino's. And you want to talk? Okay, so do you want to? Before we go, we should talk about give a shout out to our favorite, our sandwiches. favorite sandwiches. And Bennett steak and cheese. Those are those are the three in my head. I really wanted to like touch on. I will just say, I don't know if I love the sandwiches or I love the experience of getting the sandwiches more. But there is a place in Wells called the well, it's in Moody, which is the purgatory between Wells and Agunquit, which has its own post office huh. on Route One, Moody wine and cheese shop which is run by the i believe the word is inimitable uh dude who runs this place who is a frenchman i know his name is skin we all know him as skin skin but that's not his name his real uh oh oh his i think his real name's hal or cal which is my son's name but uh it might be cal but he everybody knows him as skin cow skin skin and you walk in and he, hey skin because he calls everybody skin yeah so you walk in he's like hey skin you know and this once what you is that is that like a western mass thing or something like well this? he's french canadian to oh, the okay. point where he carries on long french conversations with anybody who in this crazy french accent yeah. with anybody who comes in who's canadian you walk in and there's no sign anywhere that tells you they make sandwiches. There's no, it's, it's one of those things you wouldn't know unless somebody told you. Right. And they sell cheese, exotic cheeses. And kind of before anybody else ever did, I want to say, they sold craft beer. Like before anybody else, maybe Tully's and what yeah. else was doing it. But yeah, right. like they, they had rare beers and cheese and wine. His son works there. He's much more normal. And he'll yeah. make you uh a skin sandwich and what you and, and so it sounds like it's uh sounds like it's made of human skin yeah. but but really it's just they have a whiteboard and it's like these are the meats we have today and these are because it has a deli in it and these are the meats we have today these are the cheeses these are the vegetables and you pick whatever you want and so you just pick from everything they have in the deli to make a sandwich for you you know with the honey mustard or the mayonnaise or whatever and you walk out and then you, he hands you the sandwich with the with the you know like you're leaving the deli in hannaford with the sticker on it you take it up to skin who sits at the the register and hey skin you know he goes hey skin you haven't tell he's like they haven't tell you you know uh, uh he's like he's like it's three he's like how old are you skin you know he'll, he'll, <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't let you buy without like yeah. getting at there's you there's some know? banter happening yeah you know? he doesn't that's what he's in it for yeah. it's not the wine he likes talking the wine or the cheese but he's in there to get you there to, to 
clown on you and like get you whatever but he, he'd always say there's three three things you never do skin he goes you never join the army you know you never move to sanford you know and you never he's like you never you know you never get a girl pregnant you know it's like that's like it was like the three holy things. trinity and then you eat the skin sandwich in the parking lot it's usually after you've been to the beach or whatever and it's it's good i almost went today to get you one because i knew we were oh. talking sandwiches and i was like should i go and i was like it's kind of disappointing if you don't get to meet skin <sighs> Yeah, I don't think I'd want one, though. Yeah, no. Skin. Yeah. Um, it's, it's funny. For me, my favorite sandwiches have all been taken away from me. Mm. Um, it started with Bill's Pizza in Yarmouth, their chicken salad, which I'm pretty sure was turkey salad. But it was just, like, perfectly shredded. So much, like, black pepper and salt and, like, that, that sort of Amato-Zy bun, mm. like the pillowy soft bun. It was my favorite thing in the world. They closed. There was another place in Freeport where I, I worked in Freeport for a while back when I worked for Colhan. That's actually how I moved to Chicago. Um, I transferred to Michigan Avenue with Colhan. And so Whoa, that's Freeport, awesome. yeah. So Freeport, you get really bored quickly of the options there. Um, but there was this place called the Corsican that is now gone. And to this day, I still think about it. I'm mean, getting all the time. It was, it was this like turkey salad with tarragon on this like really soft wheat roll, like a wheat bun with slices of mandarin orange on top Whoa. with like with like i think it was like baby spinach under this is like a darker lettuce it wasn't iceberg uh and it was so good and i've never bothered to replicate it um you miss it i'm this is so you know my like teens you know so you like yet learned all the food adjectives well i wasn't as opinion you know i wasn't as you know into it i guess you could yeah, say yeah um and then that and then there used to be this place called haas and mary's in old orchard beach uh, where this was a, and they're also, got, although I think they heard they may have resurfaced in, in Wells, but they had this burger called the Asian Con Fusion with a K-O-N. Yeah. And it was a burger, and instead of cheese, it had a crab rangoon in it with this, like, duck sauce slaw. So they Whoa. actually put a crab rangoon... With, like, duck sauce slaw and, like, a toasted bun... And it was just like one of those things. I'm like, wow, this is like this burger Chinese food experience. I mean, I guess a lot of times when you think about it, like the it's a lot of those strange or one sandwich I can still get is at the Cheese Iron in Scarborough. Uh, it's called the Bella Mortadella, mm-hmm. and it's basically like a pressed sandwich, and it's just like loaded with mortadella, uh, fig jam, and cheese. Nice. And so it's yeah. got the sweet, the cheese, you know, the meaty, the just the. It's like the fig jam. The word yeah. fig makes me feel Listen, positive about hot something. pepper jelly. Fig jam, like I love sweet condiments yeah. on savory sandwiches. Like that can be what you know when you're trying to figure out why one is better than the other. You know the pepperdews on the steak and cheese. Um, yes. Like it's just something about it. Takes me and back to every time I've ever had one of those. I'm like, oh, satisfactory. Like it feels because it's hitting all the notes, man. Yeah. The sweet, spicy, salty. You know. Yeah. Acidity. So can I give one more final sandwich shout out? Obviously. Uh, so in what in Sanford, where my office is, there's not many options for food, um, and there's obviously the Third Alarm Diner, which you advertise every time I go <laughs> to Smitty Cinemas. <laughs> I when you go to the movies, you see me on the big screen. And I always try to text you, but there's no reception yeah. <laughs> in Smitty, so I they still show that commercial every single day. Awesome. It's like, what are you waiting for? At the end, it's <laughs> like, damn. I was like, I don't know. I need to go. It's like, good thing I got the Smitty's food coming right now. Um, but also, it's so effective that it makes me feel every time I I remind myself on my phone, 
look up Smitty's advertising rates because I'm like, oh, I could crush an ad as Smitty. Yeah, before. They, it came out of the blue, you know, because we had covered Third Alarm Diner on Food Coma, the Sanford episode, and um, so I just got in touch with the, the producer. Had got in touch with me. He's like, they want, they'd love you to be in their commercial. What do you think? And I was like, yeah, I'll, yeah, hell yeah. Third Alarm Diner is great. Yeah. Funny thing was, I'd been on the wagon for like two months. And I remember I fell off the wagon by having one of those boozy milkshakes. Because so I'm like, ah, it's a milkshake. What can that? Did you Next- film it early in the morning? Yes. And then I was like already <laughs> drinking Jameson at like 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Sanford. <laughs> yeah, in Sanford. What could go wrong? You know? But I was like, well, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't mad at it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I had a great fine. time. I, they recently started doing, because it's right next to my office, so I go there, I'll go there even by myself to sit at the bar, have breakfast or whatever, but like, they've recently expanded to like, full alcohol menu, and I just don't fuck with it, because I don't want to, I don't want to know that I could go to Third Alarm and get wasted all the time. Anyways, on the same street as Third Alarm Diner up the road is Rosa's Deli, which I guess is an institution that dates back to like, my parents being little in uh, Sanford, and they just have this amazing bread. But what I order there every single time is a cranberry walnut chicken salad Italian. Yes, the Cape Cod, or I think is they that call what it is. Yes, I love mean, I the just cranberry. Got to shout it out because I oh, but you said it was an it. Italian. Yes. Oh, I thought you said so chicken salad. So it comes with banana peppers and huh. you know, like everything you get on an Italian minus oil and whatever. Yeah. On chicken, cranberry walnut chicken salad. Oh, it was chicken salad, but yes. a chicken salad Italian. Italian. I see. Yeah. So. It's just great. And they always, they always like, they always ask you if you want hot. Like, I'm with everything on it, like, even the hot, as in, like, <laughs> are you sure? Can you handle Can, the And hot? I'm like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's all the time we have. Thank you, man. This I want to give a shout out to Ryan Peters, also known, very well known as Spose, for joining us today on the show. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks, Thanks for making man. the trip. I normally, uh, I extended my range of where I'm willing to drive to, to Yarmouth. Yeah, it's a new frontier. This Um, is now part of your national tour, which is coming up. uh, Spose and a very, very, very talented entourage uh, will be touring the country. Uh, So if you want to check out Spose Music. SposeMusic.com. Get your tickets. Come see me, Texas. Come see me, California. If you want to see the man... If you want to see the man behind these sandwiches, you know, the sandwich wrecks, that's what you got to do. I also got to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Termaline Spring. Uh, We love Termaline Spring. I actually literally, I actually make my coffee with it. That's how much I love it. I'm I'm like one step away from like brushing my teeth with it. Uh, Also, their CBD drops, they're the Amethyst Elixir Company. And finally, their third company, the Living Nuts. Um, amazing organic GM, GMO-free sprouted nuts in a cornucopia of flavor choices. Until next time, I'm Joe Riccio. Peace, bitches. 